right hand ring and engagement ring are present and accounted for, but my wedding band has vanished. I sink to the floor, patting around desperately on the carpet in the pre-dawn light, because it must be there, it must, it must, it must, it must, but it isn't. And as I stand, the edges of my vision begin to dissolve into gray. I draw together the last scraps of sanity and breath I have, and I walk to the landing to call upstairs to my husband. I try to sound as calm as possible, no mean feat, as I don't want to scare the hell out of him. Darling, um, could you please come down here for a moment? I'm melting down. Douglas, among his many wonderful qualities, tends to be unflappable in the face of my madness and an early riser to boot. I'm not yet so far gone that I'd rouse him from his sleep to deal with a lost object crisis, so I knew he'd be awake. Moments later, he clatters downstairs, takes one look at my strained, stained face, and lacquers on some preventive cheer. What can I help you with, baby? I manage, through a series of gestures and noises, to convey to him that I am down a ring, the important one. I hope he doesn't take it to mean that I don't believe in our marriage and treasure our bond, and though I am clearly incompetent, irresponsible, and unworthy of adult romantic love, Would he please not stop giving that love to me? And could he please get down on the carpet, or at least hold the dogs out of the way, and help me locate the sacred symbol of our union, in which I obviously do not deserve to be? After a few futile minutes, he pulls me back up. We are not going to find it right now, but I will when I do some house cleaning this weekend. But you have to get on the road now. I nod, gasping for air. Sorry for him that he has to be tethered to me. Perhaps while I am away and our whippet is dying, he'll decide that the ring had the right idea. But meanwhile, he is escorting me out the door, handing me my shoulder bag and the handle of my suitcase, while the dogs sidle over to check if they are expected to leave the house at this hour, too. I loop my purse around my other shoulder, and the motion seems to jog Douglas's memory. Oh, do you have the car key? I need to move it later. I freeze. In a laughably optimistic attempt to pretend that I could ever live life as anything other than a messy adolescent horror show, I'd recently bought a royal blue leather purse, on sale because retail is for people who can be trusted with nice things, small enough to allow only the essentials of grown-up lady life. House and office keys, phone, ID, credit cards, lipstick, a thumb drive, or two, or five, a pen, and a small notebook. And that had worked well for all of a week or so before the cursed thing was jammed with receipts, loose change, wrappers, random business cards, mail, and right this minute, the keys to the car. I'd borrowed them briefly to retrieve something from the glove box the day before, and they'd been swallowed whole into the garbage pit that is my purse. I begin to dig, spilling dollar bills, my license, insurance card, metro card. What's this wallet of which you organize people speak? On the floor, while the chaos and worry ferment and swell. Baby, it's okay, I'll use the other set, but you have to go. I go all right, but not anywhere good. I hear myself scream and feel the blazing trail of pain it scratched on its way from my lungs to my throat. Oh, God is happening, and I cannot tamp it down. I've seen this before, my mother contorted, bellowing, her anxiety taking the shape of shrieks, aches, medicine bottles, missed flights, and hospital windows. 
I'm still fumbling for the car key because I will find it and show it to Douglas and he will know I'm still worth loving. Please don't give up on me. Baby, you have to leave. Don't stop loving me, please, please. I close my fingers around the thick fob and thrust it to him, sobbing. It is proof that there is some sanity left. I make him hold me for a moment, and he's ginger about it, or so I tell myself. Ten years together, and I've wrecked it all by letting him see that I'm helpless against my own head, hands, and mind. I haul my suitcase down the concrete steps to the sidewalk, and the wheels rumble behind me down the hill. The sun isn't quite up yet, and I am utterly, completely exhausted. At the car service office, I slide into the back of an ancient town car, mutter, LaGuardia, please, and start tapping out messages. I'm sorry. Send. Please don't stop loving me.